Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Make Revision Podcast for episode 77, where we're going to discuss how we're prepping for WorkbenchCon. Yep. What's up? Oh, man. I'm, I feel, I know you're worn out by getting everything together for next week, but mm-hmm. like, well, which will be this week when this comes out, but I'm wiped, man, like trying to cram in consults, delivering commissions, saying I'm not going to take on any commissions and then all of a sudden my queue is full trying to make some swag so I can put my logo on stuff and have more than just stickers to hand out and be a little bit more memorable at WorkbenchCon plus doing my personal life you know that whole prioritizing you thing Amanda left for out of town until I leave for out of town so like having to deal with all that stuff so then I'll have to do like more house prep for when I'm gone like it's a lot yeah I'll agree and I will say that I had the benefit of knowing that I was putting stuff in the swag bags ahead of time. So I had to make 500 though. Yeah, I'm making like 50. However, I have not had one successful yet. So luckily it's all like scrap material and I'm not really wasting anything but time and I wouldn't be doing too much, but still. Most of my material was actually left over from a different job that somebody brought me and I had a bunch of mirror acrylic left over mm-hmm. so i honestly used like whatever acrylic i already had because it was faster i didn't have to wait for anything to come in and it was cheaper nice so like making 500 keychains is one thing <laughs> making 500 getting cards printed and packaging them all in like a nice little cellophane bag that can just be thrown into the swag bags so much more work. It You just made me think that our buttons that we got made for MVP should be here right now. And now I don't know if I missed a delivery or not. I don't know. I got all my stickers ready, though. I've got an abundance of stickers. See, like, I don't need to make anything extra to take. I have stickers to take. I have business cards. But I thought it would be fun. I thought, you know, anytime I get to do something on the CNC... It's always a valuable learning experience. This one is making me want to rip my hair out, though, because I don't like to take no for an answer, and I think that's what the CNC is telling me right now, that it's impossible. So, (laughs) Well, I mean, prototyping stuff the first time, if you're not, like, very familiar with the tools and how you do it, so in your defense, like, you don't, run your cnc constantly like it's not your number one tool right that's fair to say yeah i don't reuse my cnc enough so i mean it makes sense that you're having like learning experiences with what you're trying to make 
because you don't use it all the time, so you're not really as familiar with And I use, I do a lot of, like, basic stuff on it, I guess is the way, best way to explain it. So I will give Chris from Tinker Woodworks, what's Chris's, or is it Workshop? Tinker Workshop, I think. Uh, From the Tinker, at the Tinker Workshop on Instagram. So Chris has been helping me out. I feel like he's probably as invested as I am in getting this thing to work now. So (laughs) he's the workshop, I looked it up. But he's been helping a lot which has been nice and i feel like we're almost there so i will say tomorrow i'll get it when i prototype stuff 99 percent of the time any issues i have are purely in the design itself it's not like machine setup or um material setup or anything like that it's purely i miscalculated something well i feel like if I delete the border from my logo, I can enlarge my logo a little bit and that would help room for error. And that's a lot of the issues when I go to cut out the circle. It's um, clipping off the edges of the border of my logo. But I don't know if because I'm running like straight hardwoods through the CNC right now, I need to do a little maintenance because when I was trying to do the circle to like pocket out the groove for the bottle opener to go like so your cap fits in there, mm-hmm. I noticed that it's not an actual circle anymore it has like a little it got like a little wonky is the best way to describe it so i think i need to do a tune-up yeah i think i just need to start tightening it so i titled i tightened a couple things and then i got pulled away for me to go test to see if that worked so tomorrow i'm hoping for no distractions tomorrow we'll see what happens but i also have like five days to get them together and they're not owed technically to anybody so it's okay if i don't show up with them yeah, I mean, full disclosure on mine. Like, normally you have to pay to put items in the swag bags because mm-hmm. it's marketing, right? Right. Uh, but I did a bunch of, like, prep work to get my own stuff there for the talk that I'm doing mm-hmm. as well as some other stuff, and they are letting me do it. So, I mean, that part thankfully is done and the hope is that obviously it comes in with at least one sign order which would pay for everything i did but the other thing was like doing the presentation was you know a few hours worth of work Mm -hmm. and then having people that are also so josh uh from ohm sweet ohm looked it over uh provided feedback and i made a few tweaks so I had to do that, and then I had to coordinate getting the machine shipped there, and I had to coordinate getting material. So the material's here, and I'm going to take it with me. But, like, that was... It shouldn't be that nerve-wracking, but it was. I I would be stressed out. So, like, even just, like, putting acrylic in my carry-on or my check bag, I'd be worried. The thing I don't know about this... So I have... They're going to be name tags for the demo. Mm -hmm. And they have those magnetic name tags. Mm -hmm. Can you go through regular security with a carry-on full of those? I'm hoping because I'm already like what happens when I walk through with 50 beer openers that are all metal. 
I mean, worst case, if they tell me I can't have it, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to go back and check my bag. Yeah. Because my bag, I get one free check bag with Delta anyway. He's so fancy. But I have, I mean, I have the material. I have the prize for the video that I plan to do, mm-hmm. which has some liquid in it. But it, I think it's under two ounces. So that should be okay. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if they're like, oh, I need to open that. Like, it's sealed. Please don't. Like, factory sealed. Well, good thing you're not flying with me because we all know my luck with TSA. I plan to get to the airport early. Cause, well, for one, my flight's at like four. Well, it's only because my flight's at four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I want my wife to drop me off. And she has to pick the kids up from school at two. So, like, anywhere between, really like, huh? You're going to get there really early. Yeah, well, anytime between, like, one thirty and, like, 2.30, you can kiss goodbye. So, it's, like, either I cut it close and go late and potentially have an issue with my bag, or I go early and I just work on stuff while I'm sitting there. And you're, like, which... 30 minutes from the airport, right, from where you're at? No, I'm only, like, 15. Oh, so it's right in the middle yeah. of, like, where my friend is at in comparison to you. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not that far away. Because but... when I leave her house, it it's like 10 minutes, something like that. So I did get a second uh, camera battery, nice. which was open on arrival. <laughs> and Best Buy is like, well, let's deal with it and get a 10% discount, or you're not going to have one because we don't have any more. Did you get a discount? Yeah. Nice. But it was still irritating. It's like, I don't know if it works, which, I mean, if it doesn't, I guess I could still return it, but... And then, let's see what else did I have to get done. Oh, I checked with Epilogue. The machine is set to ship. The tricky part, which I didn't know about, like, conferences and stuff. And this, I guess, could apply to, like, any kind of trade show or conference that you have to send something to. The venue will not accept packages outside of, like, a two-day window. Oh. So your thing has to arrive... On one of those two days. That's a lot of pressure. If it's before, they'll send it back. So I told I told Epilogue, I was like, it has to be there on this day, not before. Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll take care of it. So they yes. thankfully have all that experience. But like me, if I was shipping it, I'd be like losing my mind. Yeah. I just like trying to even close down for a week, I guess, is the best way to put it. So... Either complete orders before we go, get to a stopping point before we go, have people understand that I'm going to be out of the business for seven days, and your tiny project that should normally take me one day will now get done in two weeks. Like, I'm like, this is an. It makes it like not fun to leave, which sucks. Well, the weird thing is, so I had I had like no sign orders whatsoever. Oh, you and I are in the same spot where it's like nothing was happening and it was yeah. perfect timing and now all of a sudden it's like this is too much I can't handle it my plate is o- is overflowing. Which I'm okay with because thankfully I tell them ahead of time like it's going to be you know 2 to 3 weeks, 3 to 4 weeks whatever. But with this it was like I had nothing. And then I did a couple, like, cold messages on IG and got mm-hmm. two orders that way, which was kind of cool. And then I had the trade deal that I'm doing the next one of. And then, so all of a sudden, it's like I have eight. And I have, 
I literally in the paint stack cabinet that I have, mm-hmm. I think I can fit maybe eight sheets of that like crappy backer board at Home Depot mm-hmm. to put signs on. Every one of them is full. I have pieces all over my garage that haven't even been primed. They're just sitting there. Uh, so two signs are cut and I can't even paint them yet because I have nothing to put them on. There are one, two, three, four that are actually in the cabinet right now that are in the process of painting. Mm-hmm. And then I just got the acrylic today for two more. Thankfully, acrylic is like, I can prep it, cut it, and assemble it all within the same day. <laughs> MDF, you have to cut, prime, sand, prime, sand, paint, sand, paint, sand, and it takes a week. Like, it's, it's so annoying. It's almost, like, more lucrative for you to just... If the cost difference the, between yeah. acrylic and MDF <laughs> well, wasn't time, so drastic... You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I looked at it, the cost of acrylic is typically 20 times higher than MDF. Jeez Louise. Yeah, 20. That's an absurd number. I just, so Sunday, I dropped off my last commission. One that I said I was taking on in general. Because I wanted to get like all of, uh, like where we want to take the business to. I wanted to get that lined up. Dude, that was just like a 30 minute like happy window because then all of a sudden I blew up and now I have seven things in my queue. I just remembered right now that I have, I scheduled the consult when we get back so that potentially can lead to number eight. And then the kitchen remodel that I've been working on since September, we went on Monday and finally ordered materials. So the quartz comes in. Well, the quartz was delivered to the fabricator already this week. So... When I come back that Monday, demo begins, and then install will begin like two days later. So, and then we'll move into bathrooms. So I'm like, how, how is this possible? Like I, I said, I'm not doing more things until I get stuff situated. Now all of a sudden, like that's all what's further than the back burner, because that's what's happening now. Like, (laughs) uh, that would be the kitchen wall. Yeah. I mean, so, you have the I'm referring to the stove. Right. Obviously. So my best analogy is now I don't know if everyone's going to agree with it or not, but it's like when you're single for a long time and then all of a sudden you get in a relationship <laughs> and everybody wants you. Yeah. That's uh, where I'm at. That's funny. As soon as you started that thought, I knew where you were going with it. So my business was steady. I decided, you know what? I don't want any more business. I'm off the market. And then all of a sudden, things are blowing up. Which is good. Kind yeah. of. Kind of. So mine... So two of mine were self-inflicted. Because they're... Like, marketing... Um, centric signs. So working with key people that I feel will benefit the business and so those two i want to get out as quickly as possible so that they can start sharing it and whatever Mm -hmm. i mean it may end up in nothing i'm hoping it ends up in you know at least a couple orders because it'll pay for everything i'm doing like it's 
it's a fairly low risk since the cost of like making them isn't that high. Shipping is higher than the cost of making it. So it's like a, you know, it's a hundred, $200 risk. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you don't take the risk, you're, it's two markets that I'm not in right now. Right. So they're people that would never have seen my work. So I'm hoping that it helps. And then the workbench con one is all about trying to get more orders. So I'm hoping that it only gets worse from a, like, uh, I'm so backed up. I can't handle this perspective. Well, it's nice, but, like, sometimes because you get backed up, but it's like you schedule things so far out, it's fine. Yeah. But I think with the timing of things and us being gone for a week, like, mm-hmm. it feels a little painful. And that well, like, and you pushes know everything, everything back even more. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're, yes. Well, and you know everything business-wise that I have going on, too. Yeah. That's, n- I don't even talk about. Because, yeah. so what, from the book... For book club as a teaser oh by the way we forgot okay so it's part part of my interruption for everyone that's doing the book club i forgot to announce what book we were doing on the last episode so relentless by tim grover correct yes amazon library it's kind of a little bit smaller than the last book that we read okay continuing so i'm trying to take advice from the book to a point and some of the advice is which I've, I've read other places, is if you have a goal, keep it to yourself. <laughs> that makes sense. And put your head down and do the work to achieve the goal. And then if you want to share the goal after you've already done the work, that's fine. That's... Don't share it ahead of time because then you shut down and you don't end up doing it. I have that going on right now. And I tell you everything. And well, I told like you, you and Ethan are like the only two that really know the things I have going on. And it's because I need a feedback loop. Like I, that's the one part of like the book I don't agree with is like, you can't tell nobody. Yeah. Because it's sometimes it's critical to get feedback on whether the path you're going down makes sense to somebody other than you from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. When you're a small business and we all, I mean, we don't know everything about small business. Right. So it's good to bounce the idea off of somebody. Like, whether or not your opinion would make me stop what I'm doing, is regardless. But No, you don't care about me that much. No. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's things that, you know, I abandon doing because... I start working on them. I realize that, hey, or maybe something comes up. Like, while I'm working on it, something else comes up that seems like it might be a better path forward. And then I just drop the first one. So if I told people everything I was doing and made it public, everything I was doing, that I got to go back and say, oh, I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't feel like I owe that to anybody. Yes. So I'm not even going to share it. So that part of the book has been good. To just kind of reiterate some of the things that, from a business perspective, I already think. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're in your day job and, you know, you kind of have to collaborate with other people, teamwork, all that jazz. When you're a one-person side business, it starts and stops with you. So, 
unless you absolutely feel the need to talk to somebody about it. I tried to keep most of it between like me and you or Ethan. I mean, my wife knows, but she doesn't care either. So, <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, it's good to have that for a feedback loop, but I don't want to share it to everybody. So there's a lot of things I'm working on now, not only for WorkbenchCon or what I want to get out of WorkbenchCon, but also trying to do in parallel. Like while I'm at WorkbenchCon, I'm not going to stop doing everything else. Like I'm probably going to try to wake up at a, you know, a fairly early hour. Well, I mean like 8 a.m., which is early for me. (laughs) And then work on stuff before like I actually go anything like so thursday we're already going to be there and we're going to record so that knocks off something yeah so i mean we're going to record a podcast we're gonna i'm going to try to do a youtube video with a few people uh and then check-ins at like 4 p.m so i mean i I mean we'll have lunch and everything else but i'm not gonna spend the morning just like sitting in my hotel room watching tv like i'm gonna work right like this is essentially a job like a job that i like but it's still a job no i think yeah and i think even thursday before we start the conference the fact that we know like everyone's going to be at that ho- that hotel and yeah. the opportunity to network with people just to, even to like do a small collaboration or something like that i think will yeah. be valuable i will say so last year i didn't stay at the same hotel as everybody else because i just went where steven I uh, was able to use his reward points or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was harder to like stay as long at that hotel. Like even if you're there till like midnight, like people would still stay way after because they just had to walk upstairs. Right. So I think that'll make a big difference this year of being able to just say, Hey, let's, I mean, let's go to somebody's room and shoot a video or mm-hmm. let's go record a podcast, like whatever it'll be easier to collaborate. It'll be easier to meet up. Like, just be like, okay, be in the lobby at five. I'm excited that it's all in the same place because it's going to be too cold for me in Atlanta. That's new. And I don't have to leave. Because last year, the whole time, we had to walk a couple blocks, which if you were in the hotel that it was, like, they booked, you could take, like, a Skyway over Mm -hmm. there. It was kind of confusing, but you could get there without having to go outside. And we were having to walk outside because we didn't have that option. And it was like snowing and raining and whatever. I don't know how to live like that. I guess it was raining. It wasn't really snowing. Keep watching the weather, trying to figure out what to pack. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're going to work, PinchCon, let us know. I know. Because this will release on Wednesday and we'll be there Wednesday night. (laughs) Yeah. I I get in at like 11. You're right. You get in at 10. So, well, if I have to check my bag because of a bunch of metal beer openers, then that'll be perfect timing to meet up with you. So, we'll see. I think... Just stay at the airport. (laughs) We'll take an Uber. Well, give me, like, I think that getting to be in a room full of so many like-minded people, I'm hoping to take away a bunch. So, even if it's, like, better business planning or better organization, because we all know I'm a hot mess at that... That'll be beneficial. The fact that I have to talk 
at two classes makes it so I can't attend mm-hmm. two that I wanted to. So the other thing I think we're going to try to do, not just with you, but I think a couple of other people are going to try to do it, is split up and take notes and bring it back. Do you got to remind me to even pack a note paper and pen? Paper and pen right now. <laughs> Laptop, microphone, paper and pen. Like This is like everything against who, who I am as a human. Yeah. Well, so I was talking to the person that puts WorkbenchCon on or organizes the whole thing. And they said, what computer input does your computer have for the presentation? I was like, VGA. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's, like, like, oh, we're gonna have, she's like, we're going to have to order one of those. <laughs> She, uh, she's like, you can use my Chromebook. I was like, okay. Or Apple laptop or whatever. I was like, that's probably better. Cause I think their projectors only have HDMI. And, that's funny. Uh, like, uh, I forget what the other one was. You're like, so everyone at WorkbenchCon, please order from me so I can buy a less embarrassing laptop. I'm not embarrassed by the laptop. Like it's good because it's like a shop laptop. Dude, that's how like, mine that's how i feel like i need to start taking better care of it because it's getting so much dust in it but i'm like there's nothing wrong it's brand new even though it's a shop laptop so my my desktop does all the actual like heavy lifting now Mm -hmm. which oh my god so much better i so i edited a video that was like seven minutes long maybe whatever the last one was i was able to edit it within an hour and I was able to output it within like three minutes. And my laptop takes like an hour just to like load all the footage. Like it was not meant for that. So the only thing I do with it now is basically run the laser. I do all the design on the desktop and then I send it over to the laptop and then I just run the laser from the laptop. I like to sit in my chair so it's nice that I have my laptop that's able to design stuff and then I can plug it in, plug it into the CNC. Yeah. So I like to have I mean, ultimately, feet. I'd love yeah. to replace my laptop yeah. with so better I can kick one, my but feet up. I'm not, it's not high on the priority list. Priority one is paying off the laser. That's a big priority. Which, I mean, I did invest in a few things that I think would make me more efficient. So extra camera battery. Mm-hmm. Which still aren't cheap. They're like 70 bucks. I did get a travel camera bag. So that, for one, the camera's more protected on the way to work bench con. For two, if I want to start doing, like, golf course stuff, like, I can take that bag. Right. Because right now, every time I take the camera, it's like, it's literally sitting in the box it came in. <laughs> and I just put it back in there. I would like to see you go to the golf course with your boxed camera. Like... <laughs> I would. Like, I'm trying to get better about like not giving a shit about what other people think it's or how they view so me. Hard. So, like, there's occasionally. So there's a guy at work that's one of those like has to dress super nice, mm-hmm. has super nice shoes and clothes and everything else, but he's so f- judgmental about what other people wear. And I'll be like, dude, don't you like have better clothes? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. 
Like, I'm coming to work and I'm sitting in a chair. Who the hell gives a crap about what I'm wearing? Oh my god. So my I'm son, wearing a polo and jeans. <laughs> my son just started a new job. And it's like, it's a big boy job is the best way to put it. It's 40 hours a week. It's a desk job. He's working for a title company. Like, it's a legit job, 401k. And then they don't have, like, a strict dress code because they don't have interaction with clients or anything like that. Yeah. And so he came home from work the other day. I missed him when he was leaving. And I was like, did you wear that to work? And he was like, yeah, why? Dude, I had to go out the next day and buy him new clothes. And I was like, promise me you will never wear that garbage to work again. Because I know you don't have a dress code, but that's embarrassing. Like, that is literally How your bad pajama- was it? It was his pajama sweatshirt that he's been wearing for three years. Oh, God. Like, okay. child, well. come on now. Like... I co- okay, so in my defense, I wear a polo shirt and blue jeans, like dark blue jeans. His pants were like just regular pants, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. I know you probably haven't washed that before you went to work and you've slept in it <laughs> for the past four days. Like, That's funny. Oh my God. Like, And you're in a cubicle, so I'm pretty sure your peer in your cu- that shares your cubicle is very upset with you for that. So, I have my own office, so yeah. okay. The one thing, so it's funny because I actually dressed nicer to go golfing a couple weeks ago. Oh, there's a dress code there. <laughs> yeah, and they enforce it too. Yeah, that's, my brother-in-law was even on me the other day. He was like, if we go, you have to wear a collared shirt, blah, blah, blah. He's yep. like, it's not super strict with women. You can't like, you wear jeans. Have... Yeah, you that's have to wear. Dude, every time we go to a meal there, he's like, you can't wear jeans. You can't wear jeans. I'm like, I, I trust me, I know by now. We're here often yeah. enough. But I've actually delivered like I've done work for that venue before, so when I show up in jeans, I laugh because I'm like, ha, I'm a little rebel. I'm not supposed to be wearing these here. Yeah, I wore, like, I mean, I wore golf pants, which are, like, basically slacks and a polo. I mean, it's... They weren't plaid and puffy pants? No, no. I'm not, a, like, it's not that I won't wear them to work, but I also have to occasionally, like, Go get boxes or, yeah. you know, carry stuff that's not the cleanest. I'm like, I don't want to ruin so, like, clothes. That's where I'm at with, like, my shop attire right now is that it's all the hot mess. Like, it's my pants. I wipe glue on them. My shirts are all stained and painted and all that stuff. And I'm sometimes I'm, like, posting stories on Instagram and I'm like, dude, you look terrible. Like, not that anybody cares, but I'm like, if I continue to grow my channel anymore, I think I need to be a little bit cleaner. So, like, even with my shop being a hot mess, so yeah. my brother-in-law came in it the other day. He was like, dude, I didn't know it was this bad. Like, you are messy. And I was like, because Amanda told me it's so distracting when I show how bad it is. Like, I've been really trying to, like, hone it in if I actually do a story, like, in the shop and more than just, like, a still. I will say that for YouTube videos, I'm more careful about the shirt that I pick than I used to be. Because, you know, I have shirts from high school that I still wear (laughs) because I don't care what happens to them. So, like, this one that I'm wearing now says Halloween Express. <laughs> because I worked I have a there. Darth Vader shirt on. So, I was like, okay, I'm not going to wear this in a YouTube video. Like, I'll wear my Harry Potter shirt in a YouTube video, no problem. But I'm not going to wear, like, my soccer 2005. Was... Or, like, you know, my fraternity shirt from college. I was watching... Um... 
Jesse Mullins videos her stories the other day and he said he was doing a video for YouTube so he was like guess I am wearing the same shirt as yesterday but I'm doing the same YouTube video and I like it to look consistent yeah and I was like I that's that a too. solid point I try to do that nice like I will say if I can get to the point where I'm actually making money at YouTube I eventually want to get like polos with my logo on it mm-hmm. that I can wear in the videos of like different colors but mm-hmm. embroidered with the logo so it looks nice that'd be cool but i mean like it's gonna be months down the line years who knows so huh. but we'll see so we're doing a little shorty episode because we gotta get shit done yeah <laughs> I mean, because let's be real. Like, we have a lot to get done. Our, in yeah, week. our plates are too full with shop stuff and home stuff. So you guys get a little shorty episode. But hopefully we make up for it with having a bunch of guests on next week. Yes. So, so until, until next time. To the after oh, show. Relentless. Tim Grover. Pick it up. Join our book club. Yep. All right. And we'll talk about it sometime at the end of the month. Sometime, not next week. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. See you in the after show. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at makervisionpodcast or join the Facebook group Makervision Tribe. And how Martina is going to mute her Zoom. Damn it. <laughs> I'm out of practice. Hold on. So technically I'm the only one home al- like home right now. So when there was loud talking in my house, I was like, oh, what the hell just happened? Fair enough. <laughs> so um, that would be my... So for everyone that listens, my mom lives in a t- uh, casita in the backyard. So she decided to come over and watch TV. But like talk about that like what the hell is going on because it's like muffled enough to where i can't hear exactly what it is okay so oh it's still out for delivery okay little shiny right there